Chapter 12 The tall man spit the M80 out of his mouth with force. It landed a few feet to my right and exploded. The sound it made is still the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. My eardrums rang and pulsed within my skull. It instantly made me feel dizzy and off-kilter, but I kept my hands latched onto his wrists. You stupid bastards! He squealed. Your pops is fading and your reckoning draws nigh. I racked my brain for ideas. The empty revolver sat useless on the ground a few feet away. My pocket knife was somewhere amongst the rocks. Even if I found the knife quickly, I knew there was no way I'd get a chance to use it before my dad died, freeing the tall man to do as he pleased. He'd simply continue spitting out the M80s. My eyes landed on the small cushion. Take his wrists, I said, pulling the tall man's skeletal arms toward Omar. What? Just do it, I said. Drop the lighter and the M80s. He did as I asked without another word. At this, the tall man began to fight back with renewed vigor. My dad was weakening, his choking grip more of a reflex than anything else. I had seconds before the tall man would break free. This was my only shot. Omar, being stronger than me, forced the tall man's arms to the sidewalk. I lit an M80, dropped the lighter, and picked up the cushion. After shoving the M80 into the tall man's mouth, I covered his face with the cushion and leaned all my weight down on it. The tall man heaved with all of his might, lifting us up with him. For a split second, I thought that he was going to throw us off, but then, BAM! The tall man fell back dead. My dad collapsed soundlessly on top of him. Smoke was billowing up from under the cushion, and my nose picked up a mixture of burnt flesh and melted polyester. I puked for a second time, and then passed out, right as I heard sirens in the distance. I woke up the next day in a hospital. The days from that time to now have been a complete blur. Each moment seemed to bring a new revelation. The wild and crazy pieces of the mysterious puzzle that was Slain Lamb Ministries fell into place, creating a strange and gruesome picture. My dad was dead. Ahmed was dead. Lucy and Omar were alive. I'd come out of the ordeal with only minor injuries. My sister, besides the drugging, hadn't been harmed, at least not physically. I am far more worried about the mental hurt this is sure to cause, on top of the recent loss of mom. Only time will tell. For now, I'm simply glad that Lucy is still alive. We'll sort out the rest once we get there. Omar was back in the hospital but he only had a few broken ribs and would soon be getting his release. It turned out that he hadn't tested positive for COVID-19. I'm still not sure how that was possible, especially considering the fact that the majority of the congregation of Slain Lamb Ministries had the virus. I guess God is still in the business of miracles, and I guess I believe in them now too. From his hospital bed, Omar recounted for me the bits I was missing during his initial medical stay. The doctors and nurses treated the wounds he'd received from the possessed congregation. 
He didn't have any broken bones, but he had internal and external bleeding, plus some bruising. On his first full day in the hospital, the same day I'd called in to work for laying my plan, he received a phone call. He was shocked and amazed to see his brother's name on the caller ID. When he answered the phone, his brother spoke in hushed, nervous tones. Omar said that he wasn't making much sense. He mentioned something about love and a broken curse. Apparently, Pastor Akka's plan was to infect the entire congregation with COVID-19 and then unleash them upon the city. This was all part of the attempt to free Nergal from his interdimensional prison. At first, Omar thought his brother was a raving lunatic, but during the quiet afternoon hours, he spent his time doing research from his phone. Nergal was the name of an ancient deity that had been worshipped throughout the region of Mesopotamia. Nergal's name means dunghill cock, which helped me make sense of the fecal mound Pastor Akka's acolytes built in the sanctuary, and all the roosters that were released. This god was mentioned in the Bible, and his emblem was a cockerel. He was believed to be a god of pestilence, thus Pastor Akka's desire to spread the coronavirus, as he believed it would strengthen Nergal's hold on our city. Ahmed called Omar again later that evening. His voice was still nervous, but in this instance, Omar sensed more fear. He explained that Pastor Akka had gotten wind of my plans to try and rescue my sister. How he came to that knowledge, I'm still not sure. Ahmed begged his brother to come and help me in my plight. It was then that Omar heard a crash through the phone, followed by his brother's screams, and what can only be assumed is his death at the hands of the possessed. His body was found by police in a locked room behind the sanctuary. His neck had been broken. The funeral is tomorrow.